Sean Kelly is uh, the founder of both Jersey Champs and was it Chibi Dinos? Is that how you pronounce it, Sean? Yeah, Chibi Dinos. Chibi Dinos. Um, Sean has uh, really broken into several types of fields uh, as an entrepreneur and um, just want to welcome him here. Um, really excited to have you here. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your uh, your background and how you got started as an entrepreneur, Sean? Yeah, for sure. Um, grew up in New Jersey and uh, pretty much just sold candy in, in high school and middle school and stuff, saved up some money. And then I uh, started Jersey Champs in college, went to uh, Rutgers University, uh, started with a couple thousand bucks and then um, just sold jerseys out of my dorm room, worked my way up to eventually uh, like collabing with some really cool rappers and NBA players and stuff and uh, dropped out the next year to go full time. Then I did jerseys for about four or five years um, and then got into cryptocurrency and NFTs. Um, I bought into OMI pretty early and a coin called Elon very early. I'm a top 10 holder in that one. And then uh, got in big into NFTs, top shot, up stuff with Vive and Omi and then profile picture collections. And then that's sort of where I started uh, Chibi Dinos. So I also grew up in New Jersey, not too far from you. You're from Piscataway, right? Uh, Bridgewater, but my dad. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Jersey City. So we're, we're not too far away from each other from uh, where you grew up. So um, you started this whole business with, uh, with your Jersey Champs business. You started that out of your dorm room, huh? Yeah, started in my dorm room in New Brunswick, uh, freshman year. So, what made you decide to go that route? As far as like, um, really, the fashion industry. What What made you decide to go that route as opposed to something else? Yeah, it was kind of crazy because I was never big into fashion actually growing up. I just always wore like a hoodie and basketball shorts. But I always loved basketball, so just uh, I just loved jerseys, like the way the NBA retro ones looked. So I knew I wanted to, to enter that space and. Whenever I would go to tailgates and parties and stuff, all the guys wore jerseys, of course. So I knew there was a huge market, and I kind of just went for it. Never worked for anyone else, so I wanted to do my own thing, and it ended up working out. So was basketball your sport growing up, or was that just the easiest um, easiest type of jersey or sports memorabilia to um, you know get get started in, as far as like overhead and um, Things along those lines, like is it more cost efficient to make a basketball jersey and let's say a football jersey or a baseball jersey? Yeah, good question. I think both. I mean, I'm six six, so I got to take advantage of that for sure. But um, yeah, basketball jerseys were the cheapest to make because there's not as much, uh, I guess, fabric or whatever, and the margins were just as good because you could sell them for just as much as a, a baseball or a hockey jersey. So. That's where I got my start. And even to this day, it's like 80% of our sales. So that's why I threw the basketball jerseys on to Chibi Dinos, too. Now, where did you get like this keen business sense from? Uh, are your parents in the in the business industry? Or, or is this something that you just kind of thought up and you just went with? Yeah, that's a good question. So my parents, both immigrants, um, both came to the country poor. My mom came with 20 bucks scrubbed floors and worked her way up to like six figure job now and they've just both saved up so they're actually both self-made millionaires just from hard work so i think i got the work ethic from both of them but in terms of the entrepreneurship 
Um, I think I just picked that up naturally, just playing online games like RuneScape, Maple Story, and um, just doing my own thing. A lot of Gary Vee back in the day, too. Yeah, were you considering going to the uh, NFT NYC? Are, are you? Going yeah, I wanted to go bad, but you needed the vaccine. I don't have that. Okay. Now, Did you go? Um, I'm going to go over there tomorrow, so we'll oh, nice. see how things go. Um, now, you pretty much already answered this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Since you started up with a you know a couple thousand bucks to basically start a multi-million dollar business. Now, in your opinion, somebody that's doing a startup, do you think it's more important that they have initial capital to cover their overhead or have a strong work ethic? Uh, by far work ethic, because capital you could blindly run through and it's, it's a much more painful learning experience going about it that way. So I'd much rather learn just through guerrilla marketing tactics. And that's what I did. I got my, my feet wet in every single aspect of the business, learned everything, and then got it to the point where I could outsource what I sucked at and just focus on the marketing. So when you first, uh, who, who was the first celebrity that picked up one of your jerseys? Uh, it was Logic, who's not like insanely big, but I was a huge fan of his at the time. He's a rapper. So that one was sick. And then it all happened so quick because right after that, we got um, 2 chains, Mark Cuban and uh, Trump like within two months. So it's just a massive blow up from there. Yeah, it's a hell of a resume you have. You know, I was looking on your Instagram, you're on there with people like, uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather, Magic Johnson, there's tons of people on there that I saw you've um, at least worked with or, or met with in the past. And it must be crazy for a young guy. You know, you, you're in college and you're just working your way through it. And the next thing you know, you're walking the red carpet with some celebrities. And that must be pretty surreal. Yeah, I used to get, I used to literally jump. I'm not going to lie. I used to like freak out. But now it's it's more of uh, how can I, you know, do business with them rather than, oh, this guy's like taking a picture with me. I don't really care about that anymore. But it's been, uh, it's been quite the ride for sure. Yeah, I was wondering how tall you are when I saw the picture with Floyd Mayweather. I had to Google how tall Floyd was. And then I saw a <laughs> full head above him. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, Sean, I didn't know he plays this. basketball. What's up? I, I was like, Sean definitely plays basketball, judging by his height. That's where this inspiration came from, I figure, because of your height. Yeah, I mean, if you're 6'6", six, six, you got to at least try it, right? Yeah. So um, as far as like a, a business owner, you know, uh, when you first started, you were an owner, an operator. You did points of sale. You did marketing. And it was all kind of like wrapped up into just you. You were the whole entire conglomerate of the business. Um, do you find it easier uh, doing things? on your own or having a team behind you are, are you that much of a perfectionist where it has to be you have to be hands-on with everything or have you kind of ventured off and let other people dabble into uh helping you with your, your causes yeah so that's how i was at first i was a complete micromanager at first like i i ran the whole business myself the first year or two and that hindered our growth like drastically because of that but also i just wanted to learn everything so i would know the basics before i, I would hire people but the team aspect I've been diving into recently because at Chibi Dinos, we got 20 people on payroll now. So I'm really learning how to run a, run a team. And they do a lot of, a lot of uh, stuff that I just wouldn't have time for. So I really like the team aspect now. So were you involved with NFTs prior to starting Chibi Dinos? Did you collect them? Or is this something that you just saw an opportunity and um, 
you kind of just jumped into a market that was thriving at the time. Yeah, so I bought OMI, Akomi. Um, they do the Vive NFTs at like one tenth of a penny. I think like beginning of this year or last year or something. And then from there, hopped into NBA Top Shot. Caught that one a little bit too late. So I think I'm down a couple hundred grand still, but it was a good learning lesson. I like the community aspect. I still talk to all the top guys from Top Shot. So yeah, it was, I definitely uh, had to learn. But uh, then I hopped into PFPs from there just on Twitter. And then I sort of just started my own from there. What made you pick dinosaurs as opposed to like uh, basketball playing dogs or cats or something like that? Yeah, I was researching like all the projects at the time. I wanted to make sure I was doing something no one else had done yet. So I was trying to find an animal and it was super hard because um, everyone did every single animal. But then we just came up with dinosaurs and uh, combined them with chibi characters. So I thought it was pretty unique. Yeah, I was reading in one of your Forbes magazine, uh, Forb, uh, magazine articles online. It was saying that uh, one of the most important things that you talk about is you have to find your niche in, the, in any sort of business that you do. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. I recommend all people starting a project to do that before they start because I knew the Asian market was huge and chibis are massive in Asia. So I wanted to target that right off the bat. And then obviously incorporating the jerseys from Jersey Champs was another marketing angle we used. Now you have 10 teams total uh, as far as your your uh, chibi basketball teams go. And all of these are backed by legit NBA players, correct? Yeah, we got 10 team captains. They'll hop in the Discord time to time. Darren Fox usually hops in after every game and talks about the game. And um, we're talking with some big players right now. I'm talking like top 25 players. So pretty excited. Pretty incredible. Um, just so everybody knows, um, they on their first minting, they did 10,000 uh, GBs and they were sold out in 18 minutes. So it was uh, very quick, very quick. Um, now, for your, your OG holders that picked up uh, the original mints, what kind of benefits did they get? Um, We were, so the first roadmap was completed. I can't even remember what was on it, but our floor went up like 3, 4x, and then we had a glitched dyno, so it kind of stopped everything. But I know a lot of people made some profits. Um, the 2D characters are good to have because we're dropping the 3D ones in a month and you're going to be able to mint those for free if you have a 2D one. And the 3D ones are the ones that will integrate with our game down the road and with the metaverse. So um, we're always finding ways to reward our holders. And um, we actually had like our first in-person event a couple weeks ago and I'm having another one in two weeks in Vegas. Because I just like meeting everyone. And I think the true value of everything is the community. And I've already made some really cool relationships in the Chibi Dino community. Now, um, let's say somebody was an original minter and now they went and they sold on the secondary market like OpenSea. Um, does the person who bought it on the secondary market have access to the universe and the metaverse that you guys have? Or is that going to be something that's kind of burnt and it was only for original holders? Yeah, it's going to be the 3D ones. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works after people start selling theirs. But we're, we're planning on integrating your 3D dyno within the metaverse. You could use it and like act as that character. That makes sense. Yeah, that's that's going to be in the Chibi Adventures game that you're coming out with. Um, I don't know about that. We're 
talking with the top three metaverses right now, so we're going to try to integrate with all of them. But the game as well, we're still in development, pretty early stages. Do you have an outside company working on the game, or are you uh, doing that in-house? Yeah, so we partnered with two so far. One of them is Game On. Uh, they helped out with NBA Top Shot, I believe. Um, and then the other one's called DreamView, and they've done a ton of stuff for Hot Wheels, Bleacher Report, and a few other big companies. Now you have another game called Primal Hoop that's going to be a basketball game for the dinosaurs. That's going to be, what, a three-on-three um, game against... You can play basically six people playing at a time against six. Yeah, it's kind of like the NBA Jam game, the old retro one. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. That game was awesome. <laughs> Big NBA Jam fan. <laughs> so when you did your um, when you did your original mint, did you withhold some dinos? Because I see on, on the roadmap that you're releasing um, limited edition dino mints at some time. Um, so we held a hundred for marketing and giveaways and stuff. I still have, I think, like forty or fifty of them. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be doing drops like free drops and maybe a couple paid ones to fund the game. But uh, can you hear me? Oh, I got you, Dave. Can you hear me? Yeah, I thought yeah, yeah, yeah. I dropped for a minute. Okay, cool. I had that same thing. No, we can hear you both. Okay, fantastic. Um, so what are some of the challenges that you you ran into when you started your first NFT project? Uh, I mean, there was there was a lot. I didn't really know what the standard rate was for paying developers and designers, so I gave them forty percent. So they ended up making a million dollars. Um, so that was a mistake for sure. Um, our Discord got hacked. That was a huge mistake. I, I didn't know how to use Discord prior to NFTs, so we actually got hacked. And then we actually got hacked um, two days ago too, because there's been a huge hacking spree. But uh. Now I think we're good, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, security's been um, a little rough lately for some people, I, I've realized. But, you know. Yeah, um, Kaiju Kings got hacked the day before us by the same hacker, and they got Axie Infinity hacked yesterday. And another big one, I forgot which one. So, you're the first project that I've talked to. I, I do these five days a week, and you're the first project that I've talked to where it actually gives people tutorials on how to, you know, what an NFT is, how to set up a wallet, um, you know, how OpenSea works, and how to purchase things on secondary markets. Um, do you think that that's something that the whole NFT space is kind of at fault at right now that we're not really educating people that aren't really dialed into this space. I mean, yeah, dude, it's, it's hard to figure that stuff out on your own. I mean, I'm pretty tech savvy and it took me a good amount. Plus uh, a ton of our community were first time NFT buyers. So without that help, I'm not sure all of them would have been able to figure it out, honestly. Yeah, I think it's a, a big challenge that a lot of people are facing. You know, I, I try to explain to a lot of people I know about NFTs and just crypto in general, and I get looked at like I have three heads. And uh, I really think that somewhere down the line, somebody has to step up and we have to do some sort of educational and informative space, more so than just finding a YouTube video. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're hosting a security Twitter space with uh, BeFriends and Crypto Dads, I think, next week, too, because this Discord hacking thing is getting ridiculous as well. Have any of your... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying there's literally uh, three servers getting hacked a day and people are sending fake mint links and losing hundreds of thousands of dollars. So we got to figure out how to fix that, too. Yeah, it's a scary thing. There's a lot of... A lot of uh... I think everybody can agree on that. I don't know how to say it in a nice way, but there's a lot of shitty people out there that are doing things to people, and it's costing them a fortune. Um, Well said, well said. Yeah, I think that's the best way I could really say it, and the nicest way I could say it. Um, So you guys, you're really doing, like, big partnerships with some big athletes. I see that you guys are doing um, NBA ticket giveaways. Um, You guys are doing... Sky Zone Trampoline Parks, you're, you're going to allow people to go to, and it says here on uh, on this one thing I saw on Discord that you're doing donations to kids' sports. Um, can you go a little bit in depth on how you're you're uh, going to be doing some donations and stuff for children's sports in the area? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our first donation was uh, to save the children, and then we're going to try to do one every month or two, basically, just the percent of the secondary, or I'll come out of my own pocket. But um, we're just going to have the community decide on uh, on which charity every month, I guess, and send the donation. Hopefully they take uh, Ethereum. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, I, I don't really know how it, how it works as far as uh, charitable organizations and accepting cryptocurrency nowadays. Um, but it's something that I think is eventually going to be the future. I mean, it seems- yeah, I've seen I've seen a few. There's not many, but I think they're going to have to adopt it eventually, you know. Yeah, I was I was reading too, um, just to show the the type of head that Sean has on his shoulders. I was reading about you, and it said even though you were making a lot of money each year when you first started up Jersey Champs, that you were only paying yourself enough to cover your expenses, like fifty k a year. And uh, how important is that for somebody that's getting into crypto and actually hits a moonshot, not to spend foolishly and throw their money into honey pots? and toss their money into, you know, any type of dog coin or whatever it might be that they could actually get wrecked on. Yeah, I've had my fair share of that, too. Um, I lost a lot on MILF, and I lost a lot on uh, Lean, a couple other ones. But uh, I don't know. I guess it's just lifestyle preference. I don't do anything crazy. So I could live off, you know, 50, 100K a year pretty comfortably um so yeah i was just focused on growing the business mainly and i treat chibi dinos the same way i pretty much put hundreds of thousands back in already out of what we made off the initial mint and uh i might have to put the rest back in to fund the game but i believe in the the vision so i'm perfectly cool with it already made some really great relationships with nba players agents and game developers and stuff so, yeah, I definitely think it's important. I mean, I remember Gary said the first three years of a business, you shouldn't pay yourself. So that's what I did with Jersey Champs. And then year four and five, I paid myself 50K each year. That's quite impressive, man. Uh, hats off to you. A lot of people would be strong to do that business decision like that. Yeah, I mean, I just luckily my mom had a house. so I just stayed there three years and uh do not pay rent or anything so that definitely helps very smart man 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people that are, you know, out on their own can't afford to do that. It's a it's a different type of privilege to have access to that, but it definitely um, creates an advantage if you've got, you know, the can ability I, to tap that. Hey, Sean, can I ask you, did you get that advice with that business mentality kind of from like Gary Vee? Because he's always said, you know, it didn't matter what age you are, whatever mentality you have, as long as you're following your passion, uh, you're doing the right kind of move. So you're saying you're staying at your parents and you're doing the right thing. Was that kind of a motivation for you? in business as well, like someone like that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I watched Gary V all day, like when I was 18, 19. I still watch him. Same here, man. I was, Sam. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, on his tee with Gary V podcast, and that was probably the most nervous I've ever been in my entire life because he was like my idol. I, I could imagine, yeah. He's a, he's a pretty big inspiration to a lot of people, especially a lot of people trying to find themselves, come out, do a project, even like not such as something like yours, but even just find something that makes them happy, not just something that uh, adds to their bank account. Exactly, yeah. So we have uh, 305 people in here, and normally I go for a long time talking, but I, I want to have everybody have an opportunity if they want to talk to Sean. Feel free to raise your hand and uh, come up here and you know ask him some questions. We're working on limited time today. Sean's uh, Sean has something to do a little bit later on. So please, if you have any questions for him, feel free to raise your hand. If you're in an NFT project and you want to just pick his brain a little bit, feel free. Uh, if you want to give a shout out. Yeah, sorry. I, ha I had a call at six. I should have told you earlier. Um, it's with a company called Moments. They just did an NFT auction with uh, Phil Ivey. So I want to introduce him to you guys to have a Twitter space as well. Phil Ivey, the poker player? Yeah, I was at his, uh, they did an in-person event in Vegas. So I got to meet him. It was sick. So you moved, oh, that's cool. You moved out to Vegas recently, right? Uh, I don't know. I guess so. Yeah, he was there and um, Shoe Surgeon was there. And they're also partnering with uh, Aoki on an NFT auction. No, I was asking you, you moved out to Vegas, right? You moved out there from New Jersey? Oh, yeah, yeah. Moved here eight months ago from L.A. Now, do they do they have a lot of, like, NFT conventions out there? Or is, is it something that's, like, spoken about a lot? Uh, So they just had a crypto one last week, and they have NFT meetups monthly. There's a Las Vegas uh, NFT Twitter page. And then I'm having my own. I'm having mine on the 19th, and I'm going to try to have them monthly as well. I can't believe there's 305 people in here. Nobody has a question for Sean. You're going to make me talk like the whole hour, guys? No, I actually had a question. I think I was I was going through your roadmap, right? Um, and I thought I saw staking in there. Um, how exactly are you implementing that into your project? Yeah, we already did. I should probably know what website we partnered with, but... Um... Yeah, I think like 70 dinos are staked currently. I got to look into it. That's not really my department. Gotcha, gotcha. I thought I would just ask whatever because I was, I was pretty curious about it and I was kind of looking into it because I'm obviously a huge NFT collector and I'm definitely going to be buying some of these. So awesome. pretty excited. Yeah. I love staking as well. I stake all my coins and uh, the NFTs that I can stake, I stake. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a way to earn more income off of what you already own. You know, like it's an amazing idea. Um, and I think it's awesome for NFT collections to do that, um, to be, you know, honest about it. So um, have you thought about doing like a DAO or something like that? Um, you know, purchasing other NFTs in order to make your NFTs more more uh, valuable or anything? 
Yeah, I was looking into that. So how exactly does it work? You basically buy a blue chip project and it's in the community wallet. Uh yeah, so I'm in I'm in uh I'm in a project right now that just set up a DAO and pretty much uh yeah, you buy blue chip NFT collections uh or certain NFTs um that are like one like the top rarity NFTs um that are worth a certain amount of money and then they they put it in like a vault um and then you stake like your your pog punks or or not sorry not, I didn't mean to show that but anyways you stake your NFTs um and uh and then like you earn like income from it I guess or whatever it's kind of like staking I guess um but you own like a portion of that uh NFT or the whole community does which is pretty cool so oh that's super cool yeah I'm definitely open to that if anyone knows someone that could help me set that up I'd love to intro. Yeah, I got a, I, so the collection I'm in has five devs. Um, they just set it up. Um, and I can, I can help you connect with them. Um, just so they can kind of help you out with the whole process and all that kind of stuff or, you know, talk to your devs or whatever it is. Uh, but I can definitely connect you with those guys. So awesome. Yeah. Cause I'm already buying like a blue chip a week anyway. So I might as well give it back to the community. Yep. Yep. And, and everybody knows, you know, community can make or break you, you know, if you've got a strong community, um, and your devs and project leads are there, um, all the time, you know, talking to the, the community and being engaged and all that stuff like communities love that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just the engagement, um, with them, especially the NFT community. We love to talk to our devs. We love to talk to the project leads. Like it just gives us reassurance that our project is, uh, continuously, developing and uh and pro progressing you know uh throughout the time that it's that's there you know so yeah absolutely before i launched i dm'd like the top probably 50 people in the space and asked them what makes a successful project and pretty much all of them said community so i put a lot of focus there yeah that's awesome um so quick question for you what'd you use for do you say you used all gorilla uh tactics to promote your project or did you use uh certain influencers or or uh for anybody that starting up an nft collection um what's like the what's the go-to route for i guess uh promoting your project the right way yeah so i mean the space has changed a lot in the past two and a half months it's gotten a lot more saturated so it's definitely harder to market um i bought all the calendars rarity tools rarity sniper i'm not sure if that helped, but they had a lot of traffic, so hopefully it did. Um, prior to launching, I started an NFT networking chat on Telegram, and I got it to a couple thousand people. So I think, you know, having that as a resource when I launched mine helped a ton as well. And then my own Instagram and Twitter definitely helped because I have following there. And in terms of influencers, I paid a couple of them in the basketball space. Uh, Max is nice, a couple NBA players. So I think the influencers have to tie into the project for it to make sense. And um trying to think what else we did. I think that was mainly everything. Hey, Pete Town. So, oh, sorry. Pete Town, you have a question? I'm sorry, I was getting a little, a little bit of lag. Go ahead, Dustin. You could, you could go first. Uh, so I was curious, uh, what's your stance on uh, onboarding children in the NFT community and uh, having sort of an educational system throughout everyone? How young are we talking? Well, uh, 
I know for sure at least 11. I've got an 11-year-old daughter that's in it in the space now. But I guess that's really going to be kind of dependent on their ability to uh, engage in it, I, I suppose. It'd be a, like a separate space aside from everything else. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely valuable to educate children on crypto and NFTs in general. It's just um, I feel like it's kind of hard finding the right projects to pick. So I don't know how to describe that to an 11-year-old, but I'm sure there's a way to do it, you know. James, you have a question? Hey, Sean, really quick. Um, I can't tell if Dave's speaking or not. I've been having some issues with my mic. But, um, Sean, I am uh, – first of all, man, I just want to thank you for being here. Um, I'm actually uh, – so I'm, I'm James. I'm one of the uh, core admins over at Astro Zero. So I got to take a quick chance just to plug uh, Astro Zero really fast. Um, first of all, number one, man, I just want to say um, the thing that hits me the hardest about what you're talking about, I love your work. But even more than I love your work, I love your ideas and your mindset behind it. I, too, am the biggest Gary V fan in the absolute world. I think he has just the best mindset. Um, and I think that a lot of people could learn quite a bit about becoming successful and being happy. Uh, just kind of hearing what he has to say. And I definitely get that vibe from you. Um, I, too, lived in my parents' basement um, while I was making all my fortune. So I have a hell of a lot of respect for you for that, man. And I just want to thank you for uh, sharing that with us. Um, can I just tell you really quick? Um, we are super happy to have you here. And um, like I said, I can't uh, pass up this opportunity to tell you about Astro Zero. So um, we would love to uh, potentially even have you mint something with us, with us in the future. Um, we are like this new upcoming market. Nobody is doing what we're doing for um, marketplaces right now. We charge nothing to mint. We're trying to make it so that regular people that don't have the financial power, that don't have that like economic, um, like substantial background. So people can just mint. So artists can mint. Um, and we're charging people 0.25% to do the transactions for the buying and selling. So we would love to set up something with you. I think somebody uh, like you with your positive mindset and the way you look at things, I think you would be an incredible asset and just someone that I would love to uh, work out some sort of partnership with if that would be something up your alley. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the gas on Ethereum has been crazy the past two weeks. I think uh, only two projects have sold out on Ethereum in the past two weeks. Uh, from what I know, I check IC tools every day. So, yeah, yeah, awesome, man. I mean, yeah, because I've been seeing it too. You know, um, I talk to artists all the time, and you know, some of these folks are like, "Yeah, I, I would like to mint," you know a couple hundred NFTs and just like try my luck at this new movement. Right. You know, and these are people, you know, the classic starving artist um, scenario. Right. And they're like, yeah, the uh, minting fees, $5,000 and I'm literally charging 0.02 ETH to purchase it. And it's just the barrier to entry is just horrible. So um, we just really, we just really want to give back to the uh, community. And I think someone like you totally gets that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'd love to set up something with you. Um, and, uh, just once again, I just want to thank you. I don't want to take up time. I know you guys probably have questions, but seriously, man, what you're doing, love it. And, uh, you have a supporter in me, brother. Thank you. Thank you for sure. We'll set up a call this week with, uh, with the marketing team and everything. Sounds good, man. All right. So we had a few more people raising their hands. Um, Lexani, you have anything to say? 
Yeah, I was going to uh, say, man, I appreciate you as well, man. And I'm, I'm sure that the community does, man, for you to take your time and, and show up and, and talk to us. Um, can you maybe speak to like the, the juxtapositions, like the highs and lows of, you know, some of the things that you've experienced in this space and maybe speak to one of the, the, your prouder moments, uh, since you've been in this space, you know, get some inspiration. Yeah. I mean, crypto in general, I mean, massive highs, of course, and really low lows. The recent bear market, I mean, some of my coins, I mean, I had, uh, so I had a lot of Elon coin. I don't mean to shill shit, but basically I had like a ton of it and I lost 90% of it, which is like $4 million. So that was a super low low for me. Um, same with Top Shot, lost several hundred thousand there. So that was a low point. But with all these low points, you know, you kind of learn a lot. So learned my lesson there. Um, not to go balls to the wall because I go all in in whatever I do. Sometimes got to take a step back and really research it first. But um yeah, and then in terms of the highs, I mean, we got a we got a crazy thing going on with Shibis. Like, we have like a family vibe. You know, we're doing in person meetups, and I'm really building lifelong friends. I think so. That's been amazing, and I see with this community as well. I mean, 300 people is crazy. So, you guys got a good thing going on here for sure. Yeah, and that's been you know my main you know experience in this space as well is just building communities and everybody is so receptive to to everybody else. I mean, it's a really a beautiful uh, beautiful feeling. So I appreciate that, man. Absolutely, I just gave you a follow, by the way. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you. I I, I follow you as well. So all right, so we had deep sea anglers. You have your hand up. So like talk to Sean. Deep sea anglers. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? My bad. I was just just uh, putting taking off mute. Yeah, I was like just just uh, just I just wanted to kind of just talk about something that I'm kind of experiencing. Yeah. So so like we like we just you know launched a project this uh, last week, and I guess it's like so difficult because it's we've even gone to at this point where what we've done to the mint is basically we were going to just donate like 10% of this mint to, uh, to, to ocean cleanup and to conservation. And we basically just figured out that that's, I guess is like, it, it didn't, it did, it maybe did something, but it wasn't really much of anything. Right. So what we've done is kind of just said all the proceeds that we make are going to go to, um, to ocean conservation. I guess right now it's just ridiculous. I, yeah, to see, like, people, the only thing I've gotten back in response is basically, oh, I would love to mint the project, but gas fees are insane, so it's been so difficult. Uh, I guess, I guess I'm just kind of curious to know if anyone else has experienced, I guess everyone's probably experiencing that, that has launched a project or is launching. Yeah, you might have to switch over to Astro Zero, <laughs> but I mean, uh. <laughs> Um, the past two weeks have been the worst time uh, I've seen personally to launch a project. I don't know why gas has been in the 200s all week, probably because meme coins are back, I'd assume. But uh, I, I'm telling everyone that comes to me to push their launch back until this this comes down because literally the only two projects that sold out were Playboy and um, Sat Ape Club did like 12 mil last night. I don't really know how they did that. But yeah, it's tough right now. Did you, did you launch a project? Myself? Yeah. Yeah, I launched uh Chibi Dinos like 
two and a half months ago. The gas was okay. like 50 bucks. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. So anyway, pleasure speaking to you. But yeah, it's just an interesting space, I guess, that we're in right now. It's yeah, the, the, the I guess the, um, the space is changing very rapidly, which I think we knew was happening, but I guess it was kind of unt- not talked about, right? Cause I was always thinking like, what's going to happen when ETH goes on an absolute tear? Like it's, you know what I mean? We all knew it was going to happen. I feel like it was just not talked about. It was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, it keeps going up, which kind of hurts the NFTs. All right, um, Henry, you have a question for Sean. Thanks, Sub. Uh, hi, Sean. Uh, thank you for doing this tonight. Um, my, my question was, I have kind of two questions, so just bear with me. Um, the first one was in relation to what James and everyone say that it was in relation to the gas fees. Um, the reason why I jumped into crypto is because, you know, there are no barriers to entry kind of thing and everyone is equal. So if you do your own research and you invest in the correct project, you'll be able to, you know, make a good return on your investment. But however, like right now, gas fees are making that impossible. So my first take on you is on a scale, my first question is on a scale of one to 10, how much is that a problem in your opinion? And like, should projects actively such as Astro Zero focus on, on solving that? And the second part of my question is pretty much, it seems as there is a shift in the markets between NFTs and the metaverse universe. What's your take on that as well? Yeah, good questions. Uh, one to ten, I'd probably say nine. I mean, it's a major problem for sure. Uh, only the the super rich are like waving off the gas fees like they're nothing. But for most people, you know, paying two hundred, three hundred bucks on gas fees, you can't even profit at that point if you're a flipper. So uh, that's a major problem, and I don't think it'll be fixed until Ethereum v2 next year, which keeps getting pushed back and back. So we'll see what happens there. And then, what was the second question again? Oh, it was um, in relation to, um, I believe this year NFTs are really hot and, and they're probably going to be hot for a long time. However, I'm seeing a shift towards uh, the metaverse universe. Um, I'm not sure if I pronounced that well. Uh, with, yeah. Yeah. So, so what's your take on that pretty much? Yeah. I mean, that just, that recently happened because uh, Mark Zuckerberg announced Facebook's metaverse. So all those coins just shot up like 100, 200%. But they were already gaining some traction before that as well. So I definitely see the shift there. I mean, I think NFTs will be integrating with the metaverse in the future. So it's all the money is going to head that way. I just spent a hundred grand purchasing some land on this uh, game coming out called Big Time. And um, we'll see what happens there because the founder of that also was the founder of Decentraland. And uh, I was on a call with him and he seemed pretty excited he said this project will be 10 times bigger but uh yeah the land stuff i've seen people make some crazy returns there so it's a whole nother world the central land sure blew up recently huh yeah the coin like tripled right it's at like three bucks now yeah it did that over like the past week i think it was in, in yeah. the 375 range the other day when i checked pretty incredible oh my gosh i when i hit coinbase i bought some i think it was like 80 cents and i already sold it yeah, I kind of jumped the gun and sold it without uh, thinking it was going to go this high as well. So we're in the same boat on that one. Hey, <laughs> hey, Chronic Cats, you got a question? Yeah, so earlier you talked about the education part of things. Um, I've actually got something I'm working with or working on now, uh, kind of spread education for both NFTs and the blockchain throughout the entire world. Um, it'd be really awesome to have people 
who, like you, admit that there are flaws and that they have had their run-ins um, with pull, rug pulls and all kinds of stuff. And I was wondering if you'd be interested in uh, checking out our project or maybe even speaking one time uh, in a space about what to look for, especially on the NFT side of things, for uh, uh, just people who don't know or just getting into the space that really don't, because there's not really access to information out there. Uh, wondering if you'd be interested in something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people only post their wins on social media, which I hate. I'm pretty open about everything, you know, I'm doing. So I'd love to do that. And I love educating people. That's why I host free networking events all the time. And I'll never release a paid course or anything. So absolutely, we'll be there. Awesome. Hey, Shared Verse, you're up here. You want to talk to Sean? Hey guys, what's up? This is Tiki, uh, part of the Shared Risk Project. I'm actually a, a host on uh, uh, Ventures, uh, which is on Clubhouse. Uh, but I just wanted to come up and, and say hi and meet everybody uh, and, and Sean as well. So yeah, just saying hi. And I've been in the whole NFT space for, uh, you know, since the beginning of the year, which isn't that long, but uh, I've done some uh, pretty cool stuff. Uh, picked up uh, quite a collection along the way. Um, started out as a creator, but yeah, ETH is like pumping, and NFTs are like uh, you know on the flip side, experiencing a bit of a winner. So I think uh, some of us are trying to figure out what to do, you know, uh, whether we hold or sell, because uh, it seems, I mean, not financial advice, but sounds like the uh, ETH one is gonna keep going up for some time and uh you know it it only looks like uh, nfts will face a uh, long-term challenge in terms of uh you know holding their current uh uh price so yeah just just putting that out there and uh wondering what to what to do now yeah hey brother uh i just wanted to speak on that so yeah like right now yes uh people are liquidating nfts um, in order to uh, obviously put their money in ETH, right? Or have money in ETH. Uh, so they're liquidating their NFTs. That's why you see floor prices dropping right now. Uh, but you better believe once Ethereum stops pumping as much as hard as it is right now, um, that money is going to cycle back into NFTs and it'll be another bull market. Uh, so what I would recommend is wait for those floor prices to drop, buy as many as you can. And then once that ETH pump, pumps back into NFTs, then what I would do is I would sell them. All right. Always buy low, sell high. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's my input on it. I don't know what Sean has to say about it, but that's what I had to say about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh I haven't been in NFTs as long as you, so this is actually my first time experiencing a dip or a bear market or whatever. But I'm totally cool with it because I invested in projects where I believe in the owners. So I'm not I'm not stressing too hard, you know. But uh yeah, who knows how long they'll be down for. It could be weeks, could be months. We'll see what happens. All right, so uh, Sean's on kind of a tight schedule, so we're going to just keep it to a couple more questions before we wrap this up. Um, Lewis, do you have a question? Yeah, so first of all, I just want to say, Sean, thank you for hopping on. Um, I've been um, kind of just hanging out with Elon One for a while. You know, been excited about the Astro Zero Marketplace. Um, but I'll keep it short, Sean. My question to you is, um, with your projects, what 
plans do you have um, for the Elon marketplace? You know, with social media being pretty big and then the metaverse coming in, how are your NFTs are going to kind of revolutionize uh, the astral space with the astral marketplace? Yeah, I mean, I'm open to a, a collaboration. I'm not sure if you guys have done like PFP projects yet, but uh, I'd love to hear more about that. All right, Vector, question? Yeah, uh, my question is to Sean, uh, just since you know about all the hackers and Discord and just pretty much are everywhere trying to steal people's money and uh, crypto, uh, how have you... Uh, kind of vetted people to work with you as for developers or uh, just in 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 all the different sides of business. What do you you have any advice on that? Yeah. So in terms of developers, um, if they're making you a smart contract, always get that audited. And in terms of finding the developers, I mean, I just found mine word of mouth, but you can use sites like Upwork um, and read their reviews and stuff. Definitely get the stuff audited. And the thing with our Discord, the first time it got hacked was a, we got into a webhook. So take a look at your webhooks, make sure they're secure. And then the second time, um, they did a screen share with one of our mods. So it's actually my fault not telling the mods to hop on screen shares. And uh, that's how they got in the second time. Okay. I appreciate it, man. Just. All right, so we got time for maybe one more question before we wrap this up. I want to give him time before he jumps on his next call. So if anybody has anything, feel free. I, I just wanted to say thanks for joining, and uh, we appreciate your honesty and uh, how real you are. Um, look forward to following you. I followed you, and uh, the whole community has been talking about this uh, all week. So. Just want to thank you for your time and uh, really looking forward to your future. Thank you so much. When I saw my Twitter today, I was actually shocked at how uh, powerful this community is. Like, I've never seen something like this. So, that's hey, off to you guys. Hey, Sean, I just want to say thanks to, I know, from our community uh, over at Elm the One. It's an awesome community. We always help another artist and what you're doing and your inspiration. That's just uh, awesome stuff. We'd love to hear it and hope that we see you soon. I uh, appreciate all your time and all your work, bro. Thank you. Absolutely. You too, my man. We got one more here for you. Go ahead, Astro. Hey, Sean, it's Astro here. Uh, I'm I'm the main dev, the, the lead dev of Elon One and the Astro Zero Marketplace. I just wanted to stop by quickly and say thank you for attending. Um, I've seen the work you do. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, Regardless of whether we do any collaboration or not, I just wanted to say thanks for stopping by and, and sharing your experiences and wisdom with uh, with our incredible community. Um, so, yeah, just thank you, man. Yeah, 100%. Anything you guys need on my end, let me know. Just uh, shoot me a text. I'd love to help your uh, community out. And I also have relationships with tons of other NFT projects. So if there's a way I could send them over to you guys, love to figure that out. That's great for sure. We'll uh, we'll have a conversation, uh, myself and a few of our guys. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that. Really appreciate that. Thank you. All right, Sean. Well, uh, we're going to close it out so you can. I know you're busy, so you could get on the, the call with Phil Ivy. Um, really excited about that. I, I used to love watching him on like the World Series of Poker on TV. So 
Uh, just give him a little shout out for me if you could. He's one of my favorite guys. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I'll I'll make that intro. You guys can speak. The company's called Moments, but uh, yeah, I'll make that intro tonight. All right, awesome. I just wanted to thank you, everybody. Check out his website, chibidinos.io, and we have jerseychampion.com. Um, Sean, Sean Kelly, thank you so much for stopping by. You know our Twitter Spaces, and we'll be in touch with you. And uh, whenever you want to stop by again and hang out, feel free. You can jump in. We do these every night, Monday through Friday. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely stop by. Thank you guys for having me. All right, thank you so much.